0: Sally Beauty's new all-in-one hair color kits make it easy to color your hair at home. Get everything you need to color for beautifully radiant results. Loved by professionals, open to everyone. Sally Beauty. All right, we're back on the show here. we got uh, Rick Cordero joining us, and I, I, I kind of let in from the last interview as uh, saying that your candidate is Al Capone, but no,
1: Yeah, well, wrong. Well, I started off my acting career branding myself as that yeah. for my TV film roles, but right. uh, I added up all the credits on my resume. I'm actually getting uh, twice as many comedic roles, yeah. so I have to try and figure out a way to uh, repackage my branding and push the comedy part now. Because that's what I'm getting a lot of work in now.
0: Okay, so um, can we mention any uh, movies or shows or anything that people might be familiar with?
1: Uh, Well, a lot of the stuff I work on are independent films that do uh, film festivals. Uh, The odd TV commercial, maybe people have maybe seen me on Roger's Wireless, Pizza, Pizza, Home Service Club uh, commercials. And uh, and right now I'm starting to get more on on the production side of things. What do you mean, behind the camera? Yeah, I'm going to be co-producing a film we're shooting later on in Italy that has a $20 million budget and has some big-name actors attached to it, a couple more that I'm still working on to try and land, called One Thousand, The Sword and Stone. I'm co-producing, casting, and... And acting in it as well. I figure if I'm going to be a casting director, I may as well get myself a role, right? Then I say, well, as well get myself two roles. I'm playing two roles in the That's film. That's
0: the <laughs> nice thing about having a good relationship with the casting director, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, what is that a Canadian movie?
1: It's an Italian slash Canadian production, joint production. Okay. On the Canadian part. My partner is in Italy. Uh, he's a screenwriter, award-winning screenwriter our script has won twenty five awards already. Wait, did you write the
0: script? No, he did. He did. Yeah, so it's won
1: twenty five awards already. It's already listed on the internet movie database because you can submit your screenplay to a number of the film festivals. Yeah, They review it and then it goes up against other screenplays and it's won twenty five plus awards already. So, what's the name of the project? One Thousand, The Sword in the Stone. No connection to the Disney film. This is actually based on a true genuine Sword in the Stone uh, you can find in Italy, north of Rome in the St. Galgano Chapel, and that's what our film will be about. It starts off with a modern-day character named Jack, a 12-year-old kid who tries to pull the sword out of the stone, and then he gets sucked into a wormhole, travels back in time a thousand years into the year 1000, where we have the Knights Templars, and kings and queens, and monks, and giants, and dwarves, and all sorts of creatures, and it's like sort of like uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Harry Potter, Lords of the Rings. That type of feel our film's going to have. So,
0: what are you, one of the co-producers of this thing? Co-producer,
1: casting and acting,
0: yes. So where'd you get the budget for this? That's a lot of moolah.
1: Yeah, we got a few people. We already have distribution in place. Uh, The primary one is a company called New Gold Entertainment. They're based out of Italy. They've been around for six decades. And they've done distribution for all the big films you've heard of, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Murder on the Orient Express, a lot of the earlier James Bond movies. So they're on board already. To handle our distribution on all formats—DVD, uh, online, uh, big screen, uh, worldwide—so that's huge for us. A number of other people who want to help us out with distribution and also financing, and uh, we also have uh, a couple of leads already for uh, investors that want to hop on board and uh, help us get this uh, project into the filming stage.
0: So, what's the total budget going to
1: be? Twenty million. It's Twenty
0: million. Do you have the money yet? Uh, partially. Partially. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, very um, exciting. I've never worked on anything this big before, and because of my my ninety-five uh, percent of my time online is on Twitter, so I'm always pushing myself, like promoting myself. I'm an actor; I can travel anywhere around the world, and I caught the attention of this guy, Guido Giordano, in Italy, who's the screenwriter for this film. First, I started off as a book. He added me on Facebook and says he wants to turn the book into a screenplay. And then when they get to that stage, if I can help them turn that screenplay into a movie, and that's the stage we're at right now.
0: Wow, Yeah, amazing. So is there any, uh, do you have any um, idea when you're gonna, I guess you're gonna have to go to Italy and shoot it, right?
1: Yeah, well right now we're in the pre-production stage, doing all the casting, uh, we're assembling a, a very talented production team. And we, on a daily basis, I'm getting emails from people who are offering their services, like award-winning uh, composers to score our film. Uh, award-winning animators and CGI people to help with the editing and post-production. So uh, a lot of people don't realize that don't work in the film industry is that when you think about Hollywood and filming, you think about when you're on set with the cameras and stuff, but that's actually the small part of the production. The biggest part is, is what comes before in pre-production and what comes afterwards in post-production. That's where the real work and magic begins. Uh, and uh, so we're at the pre-production stage and if everything goes according to plan, we should start shooting this uh, later on this year or early 2019. Wow, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, and uh, I guess, uh, so we'll have to just keep our eyes out for that, what's it called a thousand?
1: I th- one thousand, the sword and the stone, yeah. and it's already listed on IMDB, the Internet Movie <laughs> Database. That's, and you, uh, you
0: mentioned you had some big-name Hollywood actors in there. Do, can we talk about that?
1: Um, well, there's a couple that we're still working on that we can't reveal at the moment because I'm still uh, talking with their agents. Yeah. And, uh, but we still have a number of other actors, like a local actor named uh, Nick Mancuso from Toronto. who's done a lot of Hollywood stuff. We've had Nick here on the show before. Yeah. yeah. There's another actor named Jordan Prentice from London, Ontario. Uh, he's like a little person actor. He played Howard the Duck and uh, he's playing um, Nope the Dwarf in our film. And we have another actor from London, England, named John Campling, who worked on the Harry Potter films. Yeah. And, but there's a couple other big names that we're working on, one to make a cameo at the end of the film to play the role of King Arthur, and another one to play a supporting principal role, actually it would be one of the lead roles that we're currently uh, discussing with his agent and uh, we feel very optimistic about both. Okay, good. But because no contracts have been signed yet, we can't reveal who, who those people are. But, uh, and you're playing two characters? I'm playing two characters. I'm playing a monk, yeah. and I'm playing a drunk gambler. A monk and a drunk? Yeah, a monk and a drunk. <laughs> Maybe the monk will be drunk and the, the gambler will be sober, who knows. But. Is
0: there going to be some comedic uh, elements?
1: Yeah, I think the monk's going to be more serious, But the drunk gambler is going to be comedic because we have this professional dancer from Romania who's going to be playing um, the uh, gypsy queen in our movie and there's a dance sequence that she's doing in the tavern and then she's going to land on my lap and slap me around when I try to kiss her and and I'm going to be knocked out cold because I've been drinking too much. (laughs) And uh, she's going to be doing a lot of her stunts too because we're going to have her hanging upside down from a rope and stuff. and It's going to be a really wild film. Yeah. Gypsy Queen, yeah. All right. From Romania, we have actors. I'm casting from London, Romania, the U.S. A lot of them are actually actors from Toronto that I've worked with, because you know it's important that uh, I feel you know who you're casting. Like it's not enough that you know that they're talented actors. I want them to be good people as well, because we're gonna have to live with these people on set, off set. So I didn't want to cast any prima donnas, but there are a lot of in this industry. I wanted to have people have their head screwed on right, who are grounded, professional, show up on set prepared, who are extremely talented. And I can say that we have seven award-winning actors, and at least two dozen more that have worked on award-winning productions. So it's an extremely talented cast, and I just wanted to make sure, uh, in addition to being talented, that we didn't have any prima donnas on set. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's exciting. Is there any other major projects you're involved in that you want to A imagine? lot of my free
1: time seems to be focused on that. Like, when I was just doing the acting part, I can go from project to project. But when you start wearing a producer's hat, as you know, it's a lot more work involved, a lot of planning and strategizing and coordinating and dealing with different people, different personalities, scheduling, investors, budgeting. Uh, you know, so a lot of my free time right now is focused on this film. 1,000, The Sword and the Stone. And I'm still going to auditions for, for TV commercials. I actually came back from one It was actually a callback for an electronics commercial, uh, playing a dad, a comedic role. I feel like I did well. They're coming back a second time, so I guess they liked what I saw the first time around. And uh, I guess I'll find out at the end of the week on Friday if I got the part or not. So keep my fingers and crossed. And the
0: rest of us will find out. Uh, As we're flipping around the TV dial, and we see your face there. Yeah,
1: see your face there. Funny thing is, I work on all these productions that, you know, hope you hope ends up on TV, and I don't even own a TV set at home. It's like you don't. No, I just cut the cord on the cable, and I figured, you know, at home it's mostly radio and books, and then I have my laptop. A lot of my it's the internet's the way to go now because if you want to watch TV shows, even like you and and like I'm a fan of a lot of the older TV shows and. I don't know who these people are, but they keep uploading all these old TV shows on YouTube like Gilligan's Island, Bewitched, and, uh, you know, all the, the good stuff that they just don't do anymore for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. So everything's online now. Who needs a TV? You could just plug in your laptop to your big screen TV. Yeah. And you got the whole yeah history of everything available yeah, to
1: you. Yeah, I was in Montreal two weeks ago. I spent some time with family. And when I was uh, in the evenings and I got back to the hotel... I turn on a TV and you can actually hook up to YouTube on at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So I was watching all these episodes of uh, Anthony Bourdain, a big fan of this show. And then he died like two days ago. It's like, man, that's a, a shocker. I love the guy's shows. The guy's amazing. Travels around the world and tries out new cuisine and stuff. But and you know, tries out new cultures, new people, and uh, a great idea for a TV show. And he's just a perfect character, perfect guy for it. And then he just he just died. Uh, what community. the heck
0: was going on there? Is there- do you think there's something fishy about that?
1: Yeah, I think there's something. that People call it Pizzagate. Uh, so what do
0: you know about it? Not Pizzagate, but the Anthony well, Bourdain thing, or <clears throat> Pizzagate, or...
1: There's a lot of shocking things I'm discovering right now that people are posting on Twitter and stuff. Like, there was one episode he did where he actually ate human brain. Yeah. So, and he actually admitted that he's okay with cannibalism. And then there's actually a restaurant in Los Angeles for the wealthy elite down there that serves human meat it's for its cannibalism restaurant at LA nightclub
0: what's it called that restaurant
1: oh it's on my twitter right now but a trip down there yeah <laughs> but apparently they sometimes will get people to cook the stuff like a celebrity chef and he was one of them. What? And uh, so, uh, what's coming on now is that he's been one of the clients there as well too. Trying, I uh, people like Meryl Streep and Katy Perry are regulars at this restaurant.
0: Well, Katy Perry, I could see, but Meryl Streep, I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked about that one too. But then it goes just to show you, there's a certain when you reach a certain level in our society, like people get shocked about cannibalism, but this stuff has been going on since the beginning of time by a ruling elite.
0: Are you uh, sure? I mean I've seen some YouTube videos that kinda say that. <laughs> yeah. But where do you get your information?
1: From the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it's true. Which means it's true. I mean it's not fake news. It's gotta be uh, real. No. Of uh, not. But I mean, mean like everyone we see like Trump against uh Clinton or Trump against Burdeen saying something bad about Trump and and Robert De Niro saying F to Trump but then behind closed doors, these guys are shaking hands and drinking beer together. You yeah, think? You really. think. Yeah, you think. It's like wrestling. It's like, it's like wrestling. But they fight each other in the ring. Then after the fight, they have beer uh, two blocks away at the local pub. You know, just make sure no one knows about it.
0: Uh, really? Do you think? Okay, so Okay. <laughs> so, you think... That, uh, yeah, so you, had, so you got Anthony Bourdain, well, he died this week, right? Or yeah. Over the weekend or something. Yeah. And then we had uh, that other woman, David Spade's, uh, I guess, sister-in-law. Uh, she sister was involved in law. with Hillary
1: Clinton and the Clinton Foundation? Something
0: like that, right? That's what I yeah. heard. Yeah. On the internet.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's what I think. Yeah. As an actor, sometimes, it doesn't happen a lot, but very rarely you'll get the opportunity to reach a level that most actors will give their left nut for. Excuse my language. Uh, and it's almost like winning the lottery when you get to that point. But there's a price you got to pay. Almost like selling your soul to the devil. Know? How do you know? Because I was offered the, that opportunity as well, too.
0: Uh, what do you mean it's like like selling your soul to the devil?
1: It's almost like joining the mob. It's like they'll give you this opportunity to be involved in big productions in hollywood multi-million dollar productions yeah. and, and they'll push you they have the power to push you and make you a big name right. but it comes with the price you gotta pay back and the thing is once you accept and you join the only way you can't leave the only way to leave is they'll kill you mm-hmm. so i think what happens sometimes when people get to that level they realize oh shit, do i really want to do this i can't back out now mm-hmm. But they want to back out, they don't want to continue and then, but then, then those powers that be remind them, hey, this is the deal you agreed to, you got to go through certain things, I'm not going to get into any details of what those certain things are, but that's the price they pay. So it's like, and so I've had other actors who have told me that they've been off, given that opportunity and they turned it down. And then I had something like that happen to me, too, and I turned that down. You turned it down? Yeah, because I just see what happens with a lot of these people. They get, they enter a world that they don't want to get into. I like, mean, you get all this money, and you get the cars, and the mansion, and the fame, and... But then you're a prisoner. You're, you, you think you're not free now. You're not free, especially when you get to that point. Because you always, you got to answer to some, some people yeah. that they helped you attain what you wanted to attain. Like with Anthony Bourdain, he says he was poor. He had credit card problems. I, I saw that and interview. And then his, his big break was when he submitted a story to the New York Post. Or the, something like that, yeah. And then he, he got offered a, a book publishing deal where but they gave him a $50,000 check to write a book. And his wife says, Is this a joke? And he says, No, and no, that was the beginning of.
0: And he said it was like a miracle uh, yeah. thing. But also, he was very well connected. His mom was the editor of maybe The New Yorker or something like that. Yeah. And uh, his dad was a big something New York or other. Post. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he was a nobody. That, no. uh, I mean, he had connections. Because
1: those people are connected to the powers that to be. You can powers. call them whatever you want to call them. Illuminati or the ruling elite or, you know, the people that run our world. That's you think it. that's
0: true, Rick? I mean, we hear this stuff if you watch YouTube. Yeah. But they you know don't
1: want us to believe it. But so, that's okay. What so,
0: now, you, let's just go to the moment when you were offered that opportunity, right? Like, how did you know that saying yes to that opportunity was going to be a, a, kind of imprison you? Like, how did you know that?
1: Because of other actors who were presented that opportunity and then accepted it, yeah, and then a few years later they regretted it and wanted to leave. And then next thing you know, they mysteriously committed suicide. So, these are people you knew personally? Or, I mean, people we hear the stories. We people hear the stories
0: like, yeah, stories like, uh, oh, who's that guy from Australia that played the Joker? That guy. He oh, was probably uh, one of those,
1: right? Keith, he, Keith Ledger. Keith Ledger, yeah. right?
0: He's probably, and there's so many of them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's very strange. Yeah. There's so much of that, and in the rock music In the rock music, well. and they
1: all died when they were 27, uh, 27 years old. It's 20, all, you know, yeah. it's all... It's very strange. I mean, way more than... Say, fact is uh, stranger than fiction, right?
0: And then when you think about um, Anthony Bourdain, he, I guess he strangled himself, right? And so did that yeah. girl, that spade woman. He was woman.
1: very out, getting to be very outspoken and very powerful person, world famous... Everyone loves the show, knows him by a show. And he was also very outspoken <clears throat> against child trafficking. He was and against it? Yeah, he yeah. was going to come out and say some stuff. But yet he was the,
0: cooking at that cannibal restaurant.
1: The, yeah, this is the thing I'm trying to figure out because, uh, like I said, there's, there's one world that we live in that we think exists mm-hmm. that they want us to believe is the, real, is the reality. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other reality that the ruling elite lives in. Mm-hmm. That you know you might see like Trump doesn't like Clinton, Clinton, and vice versa, and Bourdain says something bad about Trump. Uh, but then behind closed doors, they're like buddy, buddy, and drinking beers together and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just a public persona. It's like the powers that be, they want you to believe this side's fighting this side, but they're pulling the strings on both sides.
0: As you say, it's they're, like the wrestling. It's like,
1: wrestling. F- it's like the wrestling. They're financing both sides of a war, that would all make money from both ends during the war. Mm. You know. Um, do you
0: think it's worse now than it used to be? Like, for example, I'm, I was watching some old films uh, over the over the over the weekend, and um, you know, like uh, Betty Davis or Rock Hudson, or uh, you know some of those great old actors, Humphrey Bogart. Like, do you think it was that bad in those days that those people had to kind of
1: sell their souls as well? It's been going on since the beginning of time. And Disney's a big part of it, too. Well, Yeah. Club 33. Yeah. It's uh, it's been going on since the beginning of time. I mean, that's the world we live in. Like, some people, they're in shock when they first find out about this stuff. But this kind of stuff's been going on since the beginning of time. It's kind of a way when you agree to join up with these people at that level and they ask you to do certain things, it's their way of asking you to prove how loyal you are to the group for all these good things we're giving you, the money and the fame and the fortune. But it's, like I say, there's a price you gotta pay for. It's like selling your soul to the devil because well, once you're in, you're in, boy. It's like the mob, even worse than the mob.
0: Well, and then there's that interview you've probably seen it with Bob Dylan talking to Ed Bradley from 60 Minutes. Where, no, I didn't see that. One. Oh, it's a good one. Basically, Bob Dylan admits he had to sell sell the soul to the devil. Yeah, and, and the White. Stones
1: did a song about that too.
0: Yeah, and uh you know. and yeah, and, well, they had an album called His Satanic Majesty's yeah. Request, right? Yeah. And they had a death in the band right
1: yeah right from the beginning that's the other thing too about these guys there's always a a member that dies early on or something crazy goes on like Sid barrett pink floyd uh the rolling stones davy jones what happened to davy jones you don't know uh, it's old news it's fake maybe it's fake news i don't know wait tell me oh, he drowned or was it drowning or accident A drowning, accident? From, a drowning mon- accident from the monkeys no Wait, David. Maybe Jones? I'm getting myself mixed. up. are you talking about? Okay, I'm getting my. It's the guys from the Stones. What was his name? The guy oh, Brian,
0: Wilson. Uh, Brian Jones. Brian Jones. I knew yeah. it was Jones. Yeah, okay. I'm okay, getting those
1: guys mixed up. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're related. Who knows? I mean, that's another conspiracy theory. <laughs> 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 but there always seems to be some in those bands early on, uh, like one member that mysteriously dies early on before they make it big. And. Oh, yeah. or how about
0: the Beatles? Uh, you know about the Paul McCartney being replaced? Yeah, that's another one, yeah. So I have a book, the audio of
1: the new guy. The new guy. Yeah. Was he on the show before?
0: No. Oh, you got to get on him so. on the
1: show. Oh, Well. Yeah, he's very convincing. It looks and sounds just like the yeah, original You know, guy.
0: and he's good. He's he's <laughs> as good as well, right? Yeah. In terms of songwriting. I just and find all that,
1: that he's just a little bit more. His face a little bit more wider. He's a little
0: the, no, a little taller. Taller. He's got blue eyes instead
1: of brown eyes. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. The well, ears are different. Maybe the eyes are different because he's a reptilian shapeshifter. That's another think? theory. Do you believe yeah, that? You have to have a special blood type, like RH negative, which mine is. What's your blood type, by the way? I'm not sure. Oh, you don't want to? See, that's, no, that's a smart I, answer. No, I don't know For what it is. someone who knows but doesn't want to reveal it, they'll say, I'm not sure. I, t- so. I know from experience. This is good. He's very smart. So, <laughs> yeah. so wait, you got RH negative? Oh, RH negative, which is a universal blood donor, which means anyone can get my blood type, but I can only get the ORH. And then when you dig into this, because this is all new stuff to me, too, it's like uh, known as the blue bloods. The royal bloodlines are ORH negative, like Queen Elizabeth and Prince yeah. Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say it's blue bloods because our blood is copper-based and you when know, copper oxidizes, it in turns into the color blue, right? Like
0: Spock. He like had S- copper-based blood.
1: There you go. So he's the original ORH negative.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if it
1: was that blood type as well, too. But it's something like maybe 6% of the world has this blood type. It's very rare. It's very rare. But you'll find that... Almost all the U.S. presidents had this blood type. Yeah. The royal bloodlines and all the ruling elites, like the bank presidents, the studio executives of Hollywood, and uh, you know. And I have this blood type, but I'm still don't. You don't want to even look at my bank account. But then again, they offered me, and I turned them down. So that explains it, right?
0: Ah, uh, okay. So, um, all right now. Okay. So, what does this mean, though? I mean, I mean, you think about it. Then, uh, for people that are. Um, embarking on their professional career, whether it's in acting or business or something else, right? It's almost as if, unless you are willing to sell your soul to whoever the powers that be, that you're gonna hit a glass ceiling at some point and yeah. or maybe you're just not even gonna it's, get a exactly. all laid at all. Exactly, it's like
1: what I tell the young actors in Canada. like. They ask me, can you become a star in Canada? I go, no, because it's it's a good place to start, especially Toronto as a vibrant, independent film scene, so you can build up your credits, your experience, good stuff for your demo reel then you can only go so far and you hit that glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. And then what you gotta do, you gotta do like all the other successful Canadian actors do, is you gotta go down to Los Angeles or New York. That's what you do to get past that ceiling because down there, those are where the people are that can make or break your career. The people have the power, the people who are part of that group I'm telling you about that uh, will give you this opportunity, but once you agree to it, you're in it for life. It's like selling your soul to the devil. And then once, if you decide then that you don't want to live up to their bargain, you're end of the deal. Uh, you somehow end up mysteriously committing suicide. Like Anthony Bourdain, even though everyone you talk to says he seemed like he was a happy guy. He had his daughter to live for, had a very successful TV show. was happy was with his life, all of a sudden, he shows up. And it's always like they're, they're always found hanging. Like, if I'm going to kill myself, I want it to be quick and painless. Plus, I don't want to I don't, I don't even myself. know how to hang I mean, yourself. Yeah, like, how do you even hang yourself? I don't know how to tie that knot. I would want to do it quick and painless, not a hanging, because that would be like a slow death. I'd want to go quick and painless. So there's something fishy there going on. Definitely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Especially that woman, too. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, and they say it comes in threes, and I was only number two, so I wonder what the third one's going to be. Well, there
0: was some singer that died. I can't remember their name, but Ari
1: since the Ari- Anthony Bourdain does?
0: or something like that. Oh yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I never heard of it. So, right
1: <laughs> so that maybe that's not the number three. We're <laughs> but, for.
0: but anyway, it's very fishy. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but what are the implications? I mean, uh, you know, cause, uh, you know, and now, and it's funny. You were—I know—you were speaking Portuguese to uh, Simone in the other room. Uh, yeah, uh, and she was talking about AI and uh, the yeah, whole future. artificial and, and you're all about that. In fact, uh, you were saying that uh, you um, that um, uh, what's your name? Sophia. Sophia was yeah. in Toronto.
1: Yeah, I, last I month
0: in May. So what happened? Somebody I uploaded
1: that. a video. There's this robot, artificial intelligence. Um, it's amazing. you got to look her up on YouTube. The facial expressions are realistic. You can tell she's listening to you. She's reacting to what you're saying. And she's learning every day. So she's getting smarter. She's evolving. And think about this. She's not human, which means potentially she can live on forever. So, and there's been a couple instances where, she made it, where, it, where it slipped out where she says she would like to maybe one day take over the world and get rid of the humans. So, I know. I saw that. So it's not exciting. You know, So So she, what was she
0: doing in Toronto? I didn't realize uh, she was
1: here. Well, she's actually touring the whole planet. She's like on a world tour right now. And so I was watching some videos where she was in Japan and China and the Far East. And then there was actually one video that somebody uploaded that she was in Toronto last month in May. I was just, oh man, I wish I would have known about this. I would have liked to go there in person. And the was saying maybe we should have her as a guest in the show one time.
0: Well, that would be uh, that that would be awesome. Yeah. I'm just curious though, when she travels, does she have to buy a plane ticket like everybody else, or can she just uh, they just go store into her in a the box uh, and it
1: goes in the cargo? Yeah, section, she could go in the cargo where they store the coffins of dead people. If you don't know, like an airplane, when you're sitting on top of everybody else, and the cargo in the compartment where you throw your luggage, once in a while they'll throw some caskets in there and and dead people will travel with you on the airplane so she's down there with those people
0: yeah really? Yeah. is she? so she's cheaper to box. fly, right? that might
1: be yeah well, so but then they weigh you, too. If it's too heavy, then they start charging you more, too, right? Well, yeah, so What they do is they take I mean, her they take her apart and put her bits and pieces of her in smaller packages. You could
0: bring her on as then, carry-on luggage.
1: And then they reassemble her when they get to wherever she has to make her public speaking yeah. engagement.
0: See, that could be uh, yeah. very economical. If we get the chance yeah. one day to uh, upload our consciousness into yeah. AI, then uh, we could travel cheaper.
1: Yeah, I notice even Will Smith was even trying to make a move on her, and she brushed him off. I find, like, a lot of the guys that... End up asking her questions. They seem to be very attractive to her. Like whoever built Sophia uh, did a great job because it's a very beautiful looking robot. And I'm looking at this robot and I'm thinking, who does she look like? She looks like somebody, resembles somebody in Hollywood. And I figured out it's Linda Carter, the actress who played on the 1970s TV show Wonder Woman. So if you give her hair, it'll look exactly like Linda Carter. So Now,
0: Linda Carter went out with, there was a certain actor that uh, married Linda Carter. Okay. I forget which one, but he was in um, he was in uh, t- the Ten Commandments.
1: The, well, yeah, the original one. Okay.
0: I forget what his name was, but anyways. Uh, and then that guy, whoever he was, I can't remember his name. He divorced Linda Carter, and he married Bo Derek, John Derek. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think. Um, and Bo Derek looks like Linda Carter, yes. so that means Sophia looks like Bo Derek, which means she's a ten. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, like I say, you got to look her up if you don't know who she is and how she looks like. But they did a really masterful job in building her. And uh, like I say, it's, uh, she's very smart. She's learning every day. And she's evolving and getting smarter. And like I said, she's not human, which means potentially she can live on forever. So who knows what she's going to be like 10 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now.
0: You know. What do you think is uh, going to happen? Are we going to merge with AI, do you think?
1: I think there's uh, some people making a push to merge electronics with humans as a way to kind of like prolong our life, maybe even become invincible and uh, you know immortal, and uh, you know, and then even like take your brain and hook it up to a computer, and then it'll be able to hack your brain and stuff. And
0: or maybe we can just either just live in a virtual world. Our consciousness, we can lose our cells, our bones, yeah. our skin. Yeah. And, uh, or we and then they it. capture
1: that essence of you, at the uh, soul yeah. level. And then, and then who knows, maybe if someone hasn't done that already, and that's what this is right now. Maybe yeah. this is virtual reality. We think it's reality. It feels pretty solid, and that's a microphone, it feels like one, but who knows if we're not part of somebody else's virtual reality.
0: Well, there's that whole idea that some people are saying that, you know, is the universe a hologram? Is it a uh, computer simulation? Yeah, um, like yeah. the Matrix.
1: Well,
0: yeah, like yeah. But that, on the other hand, you know, we always uh, use our. We take our. You know, what is the world? Well, we take what we already know, because really, we've only come up with the idea of holograms over the last fifty, hundred years. The idea of um, uh, a computer simulation is, uh, you know, we didn't have that before computers, right? So. We take these metaphors, we say the world is like a computer simulation, but we don't know.
1: We don't know what it is. But some people believe that we've had computers thousands and thousands of years ago, and we think it's just a new thing, but civilizations come and go, and there's been other civilizations that have been far more advanced than the civilization we live in today, and they keep finding uh, evidence of it in archaeological digs, but people like the Rothschilds and the Vatican they hide it and hoard it away and so that the general public doesn't know that these things exist. And they have it all buried underneath like the Vatican archives in, in Rome. And uh, the Rothschilds, God knows where they store all their stuff.
0: Okay, Rick, it sounds like you watch the same YouTube videos that I do. Yeah, so, so it's all good.
1: It's all good stuff. If um, they didn't want us to see it, they would have deleted those videos by now, right?
0: Okay, so is it, um, is the, okay, i got to ask you then. Do you think the Earth is flat? Have you been following that? That's another that? one. That's huh? another one
1: that's got my head got me scratching my head now, too, because, yeah. well, I brought up the believe we live in a old urban stuff, and, yeah. you know, right? and uh, I also believe our sun is a stargate as well, you know. Really?
0: Yeah. Um, but is the earth flat,
1: do you think? Well, that is a good question, because, you know, I never traveled completely around the world. Yes. I've traveled from here to Europe. I've traveled from here to South America, but I've never traveled completely non-stop around the world to figure that one out. And uh, so it's, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. It does,
0: actually. Yeah, it does. Because our senses really tell us that it's flat. I mean, you can go across Lake Ontario over to Niagara, look at the Toronto skyline.
1: Yeah, because if it was run, it, would, it wouldn't be able to see it. it. would just be all water. Well, you know, that, if that, it was far enough. That's the
0: interesting thing, is it's about the math of the curvature, which I don't quite understand. Yeah. But you should be able to, on a clear day, just drive an hour from here, yeah. set up a telescope, do some measurements, and very easily, quickly determine if there's any curvature there at all.
1: Yeah, and then there's the stuff about how, like, we can't even escape the planet via spatial or rocket ships because there's this thing that the whole uh. world is supposed to be surrounded by that keeps us from escaping. I forget the exact name the of it. The firmament. Uh, it's in
0: the
1: Bible. I think it's the firmament, but the modern day, they use a different term or different description for it. Um, something to do with uh, the rays, or the. There's something there that prevents us from going out. Yeah. So, this is basically like a prison planet. We're here. Uh, so, we might be inside somebody's test tube or beaker right now, and uh, yeah, won't the be, they will be able to. Or petri dish. Yeah. Whatever, a flat one, too, see, like the earth, and not be able to escape it. And maybe there's a dome over it, too, so it's like they, they can pass it on to their kids, and it's some giant kid's toy. In the playpen, and that's all we are, is somebody's yeah. toy. All right. Okay. Somebody's pet hamster. We are somebody's pet hamster in the grand scheme of things. Okay. So just, you know, right, we got don't give me far. cheese because I don't like cheese, though.
0: You don't? No. I was eating cheese last night. I like night.
1: cheese, but I'm like, I've got lactose intolerance. So. Well, some people are lactose
0: intolerant. Some people are just intolerant.
1: <laughs> of anything, not just cheese. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was eating Havarti cheese last night. Havarti, yeah. Yeah, it was slices. Is it Havarti. good?
1: Oh no, it's not good. It's Havarti. It was Havarti. Havarti. Yeah, because uh, if it was good at cheese, it would be good at cheese. Well, you know, I like yeah. those.
0: Remember in the old days, you only had one kind of cheese. Yeah. That cheddar cheese. Fromage. Yeah, no, but
1: cheddar.
0: now you got all those other cheeses.
1: Yeah, craft the fake cheese. It's like fake news. Craft slices and. I that.
0: still like those craft slices. And the
1: powdered stuff they put on the like craft dinners and.
0: I love craft dinner. Do you like craft yeah. dinner, Rick?
1: Yeah, I love craft dinner. Really? Yeah, I have it with that other nutritious item uh, I get, i'll boil like hot dogs and yeah. chop them up you do that with my uh, craft dinners so it's like
0: okay, okay you, you know what i do i take um i take raw garlic and i slice it and <laughs> i take like two big cloves and i'll slice it all up i'll just throw it into the craft dinner nice that way it makes it super healthy
1: yeah that's right? good yeah yeah smart yeah i'm starting to get more conscious about what i put inside like i have like a big bottle of water with some lemon juice I do that too and uh, I was never big on vitamins and minerals but I find like as I'm getting older I need calcium and magnesium before I go to bed and B vitamins when I wake up because that's an energy booster uh, the calcium is good for your bones and teeth and magnesium is good for your heart and, and it makes you calm uh, makes you calm so you can sleep better and takes away the cramps in your legs so I wait
0: that. yeah that's right if you get charlie horses that's a sign of magnesium deficiency mag- exactly so how do you get your magnesium supplements
1: um well you, the best way is to get it by food, which is by liver. I love liver. Or green leafy vegetables. Or this is this thing, uh, a powdered uh, product you can buy in a uh, shopper's drug market called know. Calm.
0: Yeah, I know that stuff. And I mixed
1: it. I used a lemon-flavored one with hot water, and you yeah, tap it off with juice or cold great. water. And it calms you down. It relaxes you so you can sleep at nighttime.
0: You know, I want to go and, get some right now. You're making me want... We had those people... Who came up with that product? We had them on the show. Oh, amazing! Good stuff. And I big difference. Up, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: it's good for your sleep, it's good for your cramps, for your heart, uh, regular bowel movement. It softens your stool. Yeah, it's you know, for it's good for helping with your constipation. It's all good stuff. Magnesium is very important, and so I'm very conscious about that. The B vitamins and uh, the calcium, magnesium, and you know, yeah, that's what I do every night. So do you have bed. some of
0: that comp stuff?
1: Yeah, at home of them
0: so can you get that at shoppers drug Mart? yeah really well, okay
1: between 35 and 40 dollars no i know it's expensive but it's worth it it's worth it lasts it. me about uh, three weeks a month
0: some people say that there's so many health problems that are due to magnesium deficiency oh, like so many big time and including anxiety and depression because what
1: happened is most the best magnesium sources like your green leafy vegetables stuff that you get from the ground but what happens is the land that our food is growing in today has been depleted off its totally. minerals yeah. and vitamins that, for example, today you have to eat something like seven oranges yeah. to get the equivalent of one orange from 50 years ago. I know. That's and, how much it's been depleted. And the it's worse with apples. Soil. It's like
0: something like 20 or 30 yeah, or 40 so apples for that's
1: one. That's why it's, it's necessary to get these vitamins and minerals to supplement what you're eating because... There's just not enough in the food we eat because the soil that it's grown in has been depleted of its nutrients. Mm -hmm. So, So especially magnesium. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Like, if you don't have magnesium, your heart stops beating. That's pretty important stuff.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, so many things. I think you can look it up. Like, all the problems that are caused by magnesium deficiency.
1: As soon as I started taking magnesium, my health to getting better?
0: Like what? Like what? light and day. Like to what happened? What was there? My, my energy
1: came back. I can sleep better at night. My cramps went away. I get better, uh, bowel movements. Uh, I just feel better. Yeah. In my I can think more clear.
0: Right.
1: Uh, I'm not. I don't have fatigue as much because I had a good night's sleep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like it has a domino effect right down the line because. If you don't take magnesium, you have problems falling asleep. If you don't fall asleep, you're going to have lots of problems after that. sleep is so important part of your life. You know, you that's know? funny.
0: We were just talking about that with uh, with uh, Alexi, like earlier on the show. Yeah. It's like, and, uh, and she brought some product that uh, is made out of, uh, I don't know, it's some kind of miracle antioxidant from Norway. Yeah. It's made in B.C., though. It's <laughs> from pine trees or oh, nice. spruce. Yeah. But, uh It's just, uh, yeah, how are we supposed to deal with that issue? Because, yeah, the food, the soil is depleted, right? We're not getting our if the Illuminati
1: get their way, they'd like to wipe out 80% of the world's population. That's their solution right there. You think that's going to happen? They're trying to, but uh, they haven't been able to so far because uh, every time they try to, uh, every time they want to, uh, word gets leaked out to the right people who make sure it doesn't happen. There are some people on the inside who don't want this to happen. and are.
0: Now what do you think about those chemtrails? We were talking about that sort of yeah, earlier. Yeah, every
1: time, like I do night shift security so when I finish my shift the sun's just getting up. I look up in the sky and go "There's oh, those chemtrails again over Toronto. What are they doing? And uh, there's a lot of different theories you never know what to believe sometimes of this kind of stuff, but uh, I, I know that uh, they say that the ozones is depleted, and they're releasing some sort of metallic powder or even gold dust in the air so that it can deflect the harmful effects of the solar rays so that we don't get hurt from them uh, because our ozone's been depleted. So, well,
0: I just heard that the ozone hole over Antarctica, and I, I heard this on the Weather Network, so you know it's official information. When the
1: Weather Network starts getting onto uh, that mainstream.
0: Well, what they were saying was that the hole has recovered pretty yeah. much. Or, well, the other thing recovered. that's
1: happening too is that the, um, I also try to follow on a daily basis the solar activity, which you can find out on Twitter using hashtag solar activity. Uh, right now, the the solar activity is very low.
0: Very low. Very low. Unprecedented low. Unprecedented,
1: where actually the ice is starting to form again in the polar regions. Yeah. And they're predicting it's going to be like this for a while, which means a longer winters, sh- shorter summers, which also means when there's very low solar activity like we have now, like it's falling asleep, the sun, an increase in earthquakes and volcanic activity. So I'm also following those two things as well. Oh,
0: okay. So... Yeah. I didn't realize there was a correlation. Uh, I knew about the low Which means that if the
1: ice caps are freezing up again and getting bigger again, the um, water levels are going to start going down again. Well, they're not even going up.
0: Yeah. Like, really. Like, if you're at ocean level, nobody's really complaining. Oh, the oceans are rising. They're not real. Nobody's really doing that. No. But, yes, I've heard that the ice cover in the Arctic and Antarctic is increasing. For the last ten years, it's been getting colder. Yeah. Because uh, related to because of activity. Because the sunspot
1: activity, is very is very low right
0: now. And it's the lowest it's ever been yeah. in recorded uh, History, as yeah. long as they've been recording it. Yeah. And they say there was. A
1: like a mini ice age might be coming. They're saying. Right. I like think about like just a couple of weeks ago, they had a big snowstorm in Newfoundland, and like last month they had the big ice storm in Toronto, where a big chunk of it off the and office entire and punctured a hole in the Sky Dome and a bus driver was driving, the I think it was baseball team that was coming to play the Blue Jays, and the other bus in front of it had ice falling off of it and hit the windshield and injured the driver. One of the baseball uh, players had to grab the steering wheel or else the bus would have crashed on a QEW in Toronto. And this was like in May when that kind of weather is usually gone by now, even a couple weeks ago when you found a big snowstorm. So I'm following the weather patterns around the world because they're saying with the low solar activity, uh you're gonna have longer winters, shorter summers and but also then an increase a spike upwards in earthquake and volcanic activity so i
0: didn't know about that one so (laughs) i didn't realize that was the case but we certainly are seeming like i don't know what the actual numbers are Uh, but now we've got we just had a volcano in guatemala of course we we know what's happening in hawaii Yeah. Uh, actually, Alexi off the air was mentioning. Uh, <clears> they <throat> <a clears> had <throat> a snowstorm
1: in Egypt where the pyramids were covered in snow. They did. In Rome, they had snow as well. Oh, yeah, they had Rome. And they and never get snow. She
0: said the UK had an earthquake. There you go. 3.9, like last week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, how, how often have we heard about earthquakes in the UK? That's what,
1: that's what I'm talking about, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Rick, what do you think is going to happen? Maybe the big one's finally going to happen in California because of it. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's hope not.
0: Yeah, let's hope um, not, yeah. Um, them, yeah, now, so do you see any sign that the sunspot activities I- is going to go up or is coming no, up? No, from,
1: from what the people in the know that look at the stuff for are living, they're saying that uh, for at least the next 50 years or so, which means that uh, expected droughts as well, which means that there's going to be uh, famines, an increase in famines and starvation, which means people actually go to war. People actually go to war. Countries go to war over stuff like this, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so, there was a
0: big uh, climate, uh, in, I think, in 535. Yeah. And this is the thing. So, you know, uh, when I mentioned to this about increased ice cover, people go, oh, no. It's and because getting of
1: the drought, it's going to be a thirsty planet as well. And Canada's got, like, a lot of water. And in the future, people are going to go to war over water. See,
0: if we had free energy, we could desalinate the oceans at will, Yeah. right? We could turn the Sahara into uh, an Eden.
1: I believe they have that technology the, already. The
0: si- of course, yeah, but yeah. they don't want to release it. No. But think about it. If you took the Sahara, which is bigger than Canada, bigger than the U.S., and turned that into a fertile uh, garden, right? You could house, I mean, it's the size of China. And even China's got a billion people only in about half the country, right? Yeah. I mean, you could you could house a lot of people there. They could live, uh, they'd have enough water, they could grow food, so a lush tropical climate. I mean, sure. we could do that. We yeah. just have to have the will to say, you know what? We're going to. And it's the solve powers that be, the
1: people that sort of run the planet, you know, uh, they don't want any of it because the way the system's set up they're yeah. profiteering from it Yeah. that's what gives them the power that gives them the, the power over the rest of the population what
0: uh, is it really do you think behind all that
1: behind all that who's uh,
0: uh? yeah who's behind it
1: that is really outside the box I can go really outside the box with this if I'm allowed to
0: well we're uh, yeah we're allowed to
1: because I know we discussed that maybe we're living in a prison planet and we can't escape from it and stuff but uh, I believe it's a non-human entity yeah that is present in the world yeah. that is the big boss of this world. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think we're definitely watching the same
1: YouTube videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also belong to a UFO group here in Toronto. You do? And uh, Yeah, and we talk about this stuff there all the time. We have people in the group who claim to be have first-hand knowledge of this, all this kind of stuff. So the UFO group is uh, open to anyone who has an open mind about this. But some of the members also have real life experience with abductions and UFO sightings. And all what, that what's the stuff. group called? It's uh They have a group. I forgot what website it is, but uh, it's a UFO group. I just, my friend Charlie Kundalini, who runs it, and James Borg. I know James Borg. They've probably been on the show before. Yeah, he's been on the show yeah. before. it's a small world, eh? We seem to know a lot of the same so, people.
0: Um, so, <laughs> I mean, we have a UFO group that that comes here. Yeah, once and a then you had
1: that one guy here that uh, you did a show on. Uh, Travis, so yeah. was they did a movie on Fire in the Sky. Yeah, Fire in the Sky. Yeah, yeah. Travis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I have some real life experience with that stuff. You as do? Well. Yeah. What happened? Well, I'm originally from Hamilton, Ontario, and the harbor, the Hamilton Harbor, Lake Ontario, that western end of Lake Ontario, it's a real hot spot for UFO and orb activity. As a matter of fact, there's somebody lives out of Saint Catharines, Ontario, who has a website called Orbwatch.org and she uploads photos and images of these orbs that she says that you can see that pops out of lake ontario from under the water it doesn't come down from the sky it comes out from under the water and i've heard about
0: that yeah. you
1: know and so i've seen these orbs where uh, and i've always had a fascination with this stuff my whole life so then and my parents know this and they said oh you're just a kid you'll grow out of it and then one time it was hot summer night we didn't have air conditioning back then, and my mother couldn't sleep, and she's washing the dishes like 3 o'clock in the morning, and we have this window over the sink that has a clear view of the Hamilton Harbor, and she sees these lights in the sky. So she runs upstairs to my room and wakes me up, look out the window, and go, see, those are the lights I'm telling you about all the time. But even to this day, after my mother was the one who woke me out of bed, she doesn't want to believe that the, these lights actually existed. But they were like uh, orange-colored orbs, like miniature suns, that formed an upside-down V formation in the, in the sky right over the Hamilton Harbor.
0: Do, were they? Were they... Do you think, uh, like, within... You know where the Skyway is? Were yeah. they inside the harbor? Do you yeah, think? Right
1: above... It's just outside the Skyway Bridge. Okay. Where it starts to get deeper again. Like, right out over the lake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's... I, I've heard there's, like, a Bermuda Triangle in yeah. Lake the Ontario. Yeah, the group that
1: I belong to, that UFO group, I believe there's an underground UFO ba-
0: Underwater yeah. UFO base there. I mean, I've heard about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Hamilton's a strange town to begin with anyways. That's a whole other show about Hamilton. Well,
0: oh yeah, I know. So you It's the
1: headquarters of the Freemasons of Canada. I know that. And there's an underground railway network all over the city that nobody knows about. Really? Yeah. What? Tell it me It was about used that. during the war years because Hamilton was the steel center of Canada. Yeah. So when they are producing all, when the production from regular steel switched over to the production of uh, armaments and ammunition for the war effort. Yeah. The, all the steel mills uh, were connected underground by a railway network and also city hall and also the armories on james street was just like the military base the uh, general public's not supposed to know about this stuff because one time i asked uh, uh, why doesn't hamilton have a subway like toronto and they go well uh, because there's already an underground rail network there because i was doing security one time in hamilton at a company called Slater steels and my security partner had experience in the military I was actually based at the armories on James Street in Hamilton's. Yeah, one time when I first got there, I had to go get a haircut in the building. So they directed me to go to a freight elevator that was big enough to fit two big trucks inside. And there was another military personnel running the elevator. So he says, where to He said, I need to go get a haircut. So he went down a few levels and he asked the guy running the elevator, how far down is this thing go? He goes, the equivalent of a 30-story building in downtown Hamilton. It- I go, really? In Hamilton, he goes, oh. So he actually went <laughs> down there and it says there's a bunch of military vehicles down there and railway networks. He went down
0: there, but you didn't see that.
1: No, he. This guy. This is a story. This guy's telling me. Yeah. But then also there's another factory in the Western Hamilton. When Hamilton started losing all the manufacturing, all the factories started dwindling and went out of business, or because of cheap labor in third world countries. A company called Camco they used to build furniture in there, and there's a construction company with bulldozers and stuff. You know, bulldozing the the this the factory that used to be there. And one of the bulldozers fell down in a, in, a, in a hole and landed down underground on one of these underground railway networks. And when the construction workers got down there, they said, "What the hell are these railway networks doing over here? Like, we had no idea, right?" Well, so, why don't they convert it into a subway? That'd because be cool. they they still want to use it. Uh, As a secret
0: network. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I but then is. when I started looking into this kind of stuff, yeah, it's all over North America the underground railway. Yeah. You know. Wow! Well,
0: I heard a story that there's a uh, Underground railroad across the Atlantic yeah. and all over the place.
1: Yeah, but then I can even go uh, outside the box of that railway thing in Hamilton, too But like what? then I'd be I did not always look over my shoulder because then people some guys like when I moved to Toronto My UFO or experience went down most of my experience of that was in Hamilton Yeah, but what increased in Toronto was my men in black experience, so I know that they are watching me very closely because Sometimes I tend to be outspoken and be open about these things. And there are certain things they don't want us to be open about. So have you met the
0: men from Black?
1: I've seen them. I know they're watching me. I hear
0: they have bad breath.
1: I haven't been that close to find out. I'll be like in the second floor of my house. I look out the window at nighttime and there they are outside their car. Huh. Looking up at me. Or they'll have the black unmarked helicopter. Hovering over my house in Toronto near Broadview and Millbrook. At 3 o'clock in the morning and just hover over our house for two hours straight. And the neighbors wake up because it's noisy, and they're all looking up, what the hell is a helicopter doing hovering over your house you like that? You
0: know what? Okay, I got a story. So where's Millbrook? Uh, uh-uh.
1: It's between Gerard and and uh, Danforth.
0: So you don't live too far from where I live, because I live yeah. down at Queen and uh, uh, Carlisle, okay. right? Yeah. <coughs> and I had a, there was a, uh, a helicopter, I think a black one, just uh, hovering, like basically right straight up right for like a long time and, and mm-hmm. it was I was sitting in the backyard uh, and it was too loud it was like this is annoying yeah it's like why is he there It's like it's interfering with my I'm just
1: yeah my earliest experience of the black unmarked helicopter I was still in Hamilton I had a an apartment on the 20th floor that had a clear view of the Hamilton Harbor at nighttime and I saw the UFO and orbs again right all of a sudden just disappeared and you see these three unmarked helicopters come from out of nowhere and circling the area where these orbs used to be. And I'm just watching this stuff like, fast and I go, wow, that's amazing. All of a sudden, they turn around and they start flying towards me, these helicopters, yeah. and they're getting closer. And I heard this voice saying, go inside and hide. I'm going, who the hell was that? Go inside. I'm thinking, why do I go, gotta go inside and hide for? I didn't do nothing. Yeah, Get inside and hide right now. Where the hell is that voice coming from? So I get inside my apartment, I shut off the lights, the curtain is still open, and I hide behind the couch. I take a peek, and the middle the helicopter is right outside my window and scanning a light through my apartment. Like Are you he's looking serious? for something. Like he's looking for something.
0: That is so weird.
1: I'm going, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, sorry my language, but <laughs> it's like, is this stuff really happening? Like, come on, man. Rick, that's crazy stuff. It is crazy stuff. And then I see these videos where people, they get hypnotized. Yeah. And then they realized that stuff like that, maybe it wasn't a helicopter, maybe it was something else. But your memory for some reason is trying to remember it as a helicopter. But I remember it as a helicopter that flew towards me on my 20th floor balcony after seeing these orbs over at Hamilton Harbour. And I shot off the lights in my apartment and when I took a peek behind the couch, it beamed a light into my apartment and it was scanning inside my room like it was looking for something. And this is right after the voice told me, go inside and hide. What do you think was going on? Ugh. Those are, I don't know if they're military, or the men in black, but uh, there was a connection to the, the sighting there, because it happened right after those orbs were flying over the Hamilton Harbor.
0: It's weird. Let me uh, I'll just tell you what happened with this helicopter that was like uh, right above mm-hmm. me and it was bothering me. I actually got on the phone to the city or whatever, and I said, what, uh, you know, I just said, you know, what's going on? I, I just wanted to, like, what is happening? It was annoying,
1: right? I did that, too.
0: And right after I did that, it went away.
1: When I, in Hamilton, when we saw those orbs in my family, the, that from the down V formation, yeah. I phoned the police station. Yeah. The first officer picks up the phone, put me on hold. Ten minutes later, another officer, she put me on hold. The third officer that came on, she goes, yeah, our phone's ringing off the hooks about those lights, But don't worry, it's just a search party. We're looking for a missing boat in the Hamilton Harbor. That's the story they gave us. The next Uh day, on the front cover of the Hamilton Spectator, they posted a picture that somebody submitted to the newspaper of these lights. And I remember the date. It was August the 14th. That was my birthday, too. Do you remember what year? Oh, I was still in Hamilton, living on Greg Street near the Hamilton Harbor, it's, and I was still going, starting my college in 1990, 1991, early 90s. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um,
0: yeah, what do you think these, uh, I mean, there's, there's one theory about the flying saucers that, uh, I mean, of course, everybody thinks, oh, they're from another planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, how can we be the only?
1: Uh, maybe they're time travelers. Tra- us traveling back in time, or maybe they're not even. Uh, maybe they're uh, from another stay spir- from another dimension. Yeah. They live in the same space but different dimension, different. Or uh, maybe they're demonic. Vibration. Maybe they're that's, say right? that's other thing. More more, maybe people are saying that. I don't think these are aliens. I think they're more demonic in nature.
0: And and you I know. have to say uh, we've got a, a UFO uh, experiencers group uh, that comes in here. And I, I listened to some of the stories. Like Paul Hillier, for example. Well, Paul Hillier, well, that's a whole other story. Yeah. And we've had him on the show before. Yeah, true. Right? I mean, we we're talking about monetary reform, but. Yeah. Now it's all about aliens and stuff, so nobody wants to talk about monetary reform anymore. How convenient. <laughs> um, um, but uh, um, I'm just. Uh, some people say that uh, uh, a lot of these phenomena are, they're really not. You know, it's not like you're seeing a metal spaceship. It's more um,
1: the energy it's more I, a, a mental experience, right? Which is why you can—they uh, never seem to have a good photographs of these things. Yeah, although although there was a
0: picture in the Spectator of these uh, orange or, lights, yeah, which was lights, interesting, yeah. but still, n- it wasn't like a definitive exactly. metal yeah. spacecraft or anything right.
1: like that. Like when I saw these orbs in Hamilton, I'm not saying those are spaceships; those are flying saucers. But it's a UFO, UFO means unidentified, yeah. we don't know what it is, we flying object. Is. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's people that from all around the world that experience these balls of energy, like in the Phoenix Lights in Arizona, and I guess the basketball team, the Phoenix Suns is named after that too. Oh yeah? yeah. Really? Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, so it's a worldwide phenomenon. It wasn't just a Hamilton phenomenon with me. Because even this researcher in St. Catharines, Ontario, that runs the website, orbwatch.org, uh, she's getting people submitting their video and photos of this phenomenon. And it's, it's whole worldwide, not just southern Ontario. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Okay, Rick, what, what's going to happen in the next 20 years? With this stuff? With
1: everything. Well, everyone keeps talking about disclosure. They're finally going to come out. They're saying maybe Donald Trump is going to be the disclosure president. Oh, yeah, That'll uh, be good. That'll be good, yeah. Then I'll probably maybe start liking him at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: he looks like he's doing well in Korea.
1: Yeah, but then right. again, at that level, like I say, they're all friends and drink beer together. This is the show they're putting for us at this level.
0: Yeah.
1: But behind closed doors, they're at that level, it's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? How do you like your Korean beer? Okay. Chilled? No problem. In a mug? here you go, Trump. Okay, it's right. like wrestling. They fight each other in the ring. We're going to blow you the smithereens. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw a missile to your country. Then they go out and drink beer together. In other words, all the world's
0: a stage.
1: Yeah, we are all all actors in it.
0: And, um, okay, Rick, anything else you want to leave people with today? I mean, this has been a very uh, far-ranging and entertaining conversation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd just like to say that uh, coming soon a theater near you. If you miss me, get the DVD
0: okay rickcordero.com is the website and of course we're all going to be on the lookout for that movie A Thousand
1: The Sword and the Stone The
0: Sword and the Stone yeah that sounds like an amazing project and um, I don't know if if you got to rush off uh, Rick but we got uh, we're supposed to have uh, Joe Ego uh, coming on the show who's a master energy healer and he was on the show before and he brought a piece of a alien spacecraft. Nice. A piece of metal, like, that they couldn't yeah, determine what th- kind yeah, of metal what yeah, 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 it yeah, was. Yeah. So, I'm hoping he's out in the other room right now, and and we can come in and we can keep this crazy conversation going. Yeah,
1: I like the stuff they found uh, during the uh, Roswell crash. Yeah. Yeah. Roswell. 1947, I believe, where they had that material that it, it's strong, you can't tear it apart and destroy it, but you can fold it, and then it'll It'll unfold itself and be straight with no wrinkles or crinkles in it. I know. He brought that stuff in. Uh, this was more of a little uh, more heavy metal. Yeah. But, um, did he say? Did he reveal where he got it from? Where he,
0: he found, found it? Found it uh, on the shore of Lake Ontario. Okay. Yeah.
1: There you go, folks. So he made
0: underwater UFO base. Maybe he brought it uh, with him today. I don't know. It'll be amazing. But uh, so uh, listen. Uh, but anyways, RickCordero.com. Rick, great to have you on. Great to my pleasure. Introduce.
1: Anytime you want to do this, I'm, I'm available. Okay.
0: So we're gonna take a little break. Hopefully, Joe Ego is in the other room. We'll get him on the show. Maybe Rick will stick around, and uh, we'll keep this thing going. Yeah. Great. All right. Thatchannel.com. See you in a couple of minutes.
1: friends can only handle so much fear, they have a breaking point when adrenaline takes over and they're not just afraid they're petrified Halloween Haunt at King's Dominion will push you to the limits of fear come select nights through October 28th for night rides, demented creatures and terror you've never felt before fear is waiting for you save up to $30 on tickets at
0: kingsdominion.com